You can hear, you can hear. Hello, hello, hello. Loud and clear. Did I tell you I got a steroid shot today? Where? In my buttocks. Why? <laughs> this is not planned for me to tell you this as soon as we started recording. So Katie, feel free to edit this out if you want to. But I, you know, went to back to the doctor for, because this rash came back and I was terrified that I had COVID again. Yeah. He was like la basically laughing at me. I asked him like 9,000 different times if I was contagious with COVID still. Like, am I just like resurging? And he was like, no, like it looks, it's definitely dermatitis. We just don't really know what it's from, right? Have you used anything new? Whatever they always ask you, right? Have you used anything new? And I was like, since the last time when I stopped using that sun sunblock, like, no, I've used the exact same products for years. Like I don't ever introduce any Anything new for this very reason. So he was like, all right, well, we can either treat the symptoms or I can give you a steroid shot. And I was like, nope, I don't do well with steroids. Last <laughs> time I was on steroids, I gained 15 pounds in seven days. So no thanks. <laughs> he was like, okay, the shot is a little bit different. I'm sure the steroid will work. I think I've gotten a steroid in my butt once. And yeah, I, forget, I, I was he... like, where's the shot? And he said, it's in your, it's in your buttocks. And I said, okay. <laughs> Now on to it's sports this stuff. So everything you need to know about the Super Bowl. Aaron Rodgers is engaged. Who's going to the Hall of Fame? We've got to mourn the end of the NFL season and move on to basketball, Christine. All of that and more on week 18 of It's Sports Sis. Welcome back. <laughs> This squad, we have a lot to talk about, especially after that crapshoot of a Super Bowl that was last Sunday. So we are going to start, of course, with the Super Bowl and what happened. Yes, so. Christine. So you say crapshoot, I say crap. I mean, I liked it because I chose Tom Brady. I picked Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. No way. Well, I, mean, I so it was a crap game for Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs, but of course Tom Brady showed all the way out. Yeah, I I was a little bit disappointed to be completely honest with Patrick Mahomes. However, it wasn't completely his fault. There were a lot of distractions going into this game. He has he's been battling his turf toe. He had two starting offensive linemen that didn't play. Yeah. Not for COVID reasons. I know one of them had like an Achilles, Achilles tear. One of them was injured or I, I'm not totally sure what the other one was out for, but also Andy Reed, which is the coach of the chiefs, his son got in a car accident and there was a four and a five-year-old in the car with him. And the five-year-old got like life-threatening injuries from this car accident. So there was just a lot going on in the chief's world before this game. Yes. Started. A lot of environmental things for sure. I think you could 100% tell that he had two offensive linemen out because he didn't have any time. Ever. Yes. Okay. So I think this is the perfect, of course, you know, I'm always about the educating. So what does that mean? Why does the offensive, why does having two backup offensive linemen in the Super Bowl mean that Patrick Mahomes is going to be affected? So obviously the biggest job of the offensive linemen is to protect the quarterback, right? And yes. Offensive linemen, you guys, we've told you before, are the big guys, right? They're the ones who are crouched down in, I don't really know how else to describe it, like a monkey stand, like a gorilla stance um, in front, they line up in front of the quarterback. And 
Yes. These are professional athletes. Yes. The second string offensive linemen who are in the game are still going to do their best to protect the quarterback, but they're second string for a reason. They're going to be a little bit less talented than the starting offensive linemen are. And there's something to be said about a mindset too. So the defensive linemen know that they're playing against the backup offensive linemen, and it gives the defensive linemen that much more motivation and encouragement to go after them. So not only do you have inexperienced, especially in a Super Bowl setting, um, offensive linemen, but your best player is Patrick Mahomes, who is your quarterback. So, I mean, it's even more important for you to protect him so that he can make the plays that he needs to make. And I think I can speak for everybody in saying he just did not have the time before he got sacked, before he was rushed out of the pocket and almost tackled by the defense to make the plays that he needed to play. So, yeah, he, I mean, he had probably like three seconds every, with every snap, he had to improvise every single play because he just didn't have any time. And it was still extremely impressive. I must say to see him under pressure, escape these linemen that are coming for him and maneuver his way like a magician, which is so funny because there are a couple of players on the other team on the Bucks, Chris Godwin and Mike Evans, who were mic'd up for the Bucks. And watching them watch Patrick Mahomes escape the defense is hysterical. We have to put it on the story for you guys to see. Yes. They're just like, how does he do it? This dude is a magician. Right. Okay. So Chris Godwin and Mike Evans are on the offense for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So they obviously were not playing. They were on the sideline watching the game. Sorry. Yes. They were on the sidelines watching as Patrick Mahomes was being his magician. And I would say the number one, not just memed Patrick Mahomes throw, but definitely one of the best ones that he threw was when he, I don't even think he completed the pass, but he he was like on his way down. He was like completely parallel with the ground and was like sideways, like throwing the ball sideways. He like flicks his wrist and somehow it goes exactly where he wanted to go. Yes. It was an incomplete pass, but it wasn't his fault. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that went to Travis Kelsey and he, it went straight in his hands and he just didn't catch it, but it was an incredible throw from it was an incredible throw it was an incredible throw so yes speaking of incredible another incredible thing happened during the super bowl christine and there was the very first female referee of all time in a super bowl and her name was if you guys follow us on instagram you know because i said (laughs) it like nine thousand times it's sarah sarah with an h too might i add yes with the correct way to spell it correct that's right so what's really cool with about Sarah with the H, the referee with the suit in the Super Bowl was she's 47 years old, um, but she's really made a name for herself too because in 2009 she was the only referee in major college football games, and then female referee, yeah, female referee, sorry, yeah, the only one, and then she made her way into the NFL in 2015, and since has just proved herself enough, obviously, to referee in the Super Bowl. Yes. So we are here for it. Hopefully we'll see more of it as time goes on. I think we've seen this trend with coaching staff 
you know, I think Ron Rivera said something that really stuck with me. He was like, it's not about black or white. It's not about male or female. It's about who is best fit for the position and best fit for the job. And, you know, Sarah is best fit for the job, right? That says a lot about her and her talent and what she does. It's not about the fact that she's a blonde haired woman that she's in the Super Bowl. It's that she was the best person for that job. And she just happened to be a female. So way to go NFL. I love that they're, you know, definitely talking about diversity and wanting there to be diversity within the NFL, but still making sure that the best person, which in this case was a female is chosen for the position. Yeah, I agree. And um, before we move on to the next um, topic, I have to mention this crazy weird stat that I just so happened to come across on the internet whenever I was preparing for this podcast. So Tom Brady, obviously they won the Super Bowl. They, he played really, really well per usual. So he won the Super Bowl with his second team. Uh huh. This was his seventh Super Bowl win, and it was in his 21st season. So he's played 21 seasons. The so Super he's Bowl- only played for two teams, but this is his seventh Super Bowl, and this is his 21st season. Okay, got it. So 2721. Okay, yeah. so the Super Bowl this year was played on 2721. Is that not nuts? <laughs> I was like, I'm shocked. If I would have known that going into whenever I picked the who you got, I would have absolutely picked the Bucks. I was because you can't. That, that's a crazy coincidence. That is insane. That is absolutely insane. I I just like don't even know what to say about that except just the stars were aligned. Obviously, right. the universe was in like Tom Brady's pocket, and he <laughs> like he he was bound to win that Super Bowl for sure. Um, Speaking of wild and crazy things, Christine, um, two more things before we move on. Did you see the streaker? Oh my God. I saw it on Barstool Sports. He was so great. He He wasn't completely naked. Yeah, I was going to say he wasn't completely naked. He had a pink like um, Borat thong that went all the way up his butt cheek. Yeah, he he went over to the players and mooned them, and then just started <laughs> flailing around the field <laughs> like a fairy, like yes. a streaking fairy. Okay, but- so get this. So Barstool. Speaking of Barstool Sports, if you guys don't follow Barstool, you should. I find their humor very funny, but it is definitely very selective. So anyway, um, they posted this thing, and it was like, "Is this true?" So there was this man who ran into this uh, streaker the next day at a bar. And he made what's called a, and apparently the streaker made what's called a prop bet. And a prop bet are just like extra erroneous bets that you can make on a football game. So is the, um, coin flip going to be heads or tails? That's a prop bet. How long is the national anthem going to be? That's a prop bet. Um, over under, Who's going to score the first touchdown? Who's going to score the first touchdown? Exactly. Is the first kickoff going to be a touchback or is it going to be returned? These are all like stupid, dumb things, but people win, I mean, probably millions of dollars on them. So turns out, and this is the rumor going around that the streaker, and I don't even know his name made a prop bet on a streaker in the Super Bowl. So, and then he bet, um, $50,000 on it. And then he went streaking. He and then, was like, I'm just going to do it myself. 
And then won $350,000. And the article was like, he had to pay $1,000 to get out of jail. So he netted $349,000. What a genius man. I, I mean, even just and the amount of money it would cost you to go to the Super Bowl definitely would not be $349,000. So I told my husband, I told Travis, I was like, I mean, who needs a job? The amount I'll of just- kahunas that that man had to do that. I very impressive. Oh my gosh. Talk about the adrenaline racing. So I'm curious now that all this press is out about it, if he actually is going to win that money, but he has to, there was a streaker at the Super Bowl, but it was him. I know, but there was still, it's still considered one. I would think, I guess so. I don't know. That's hysterical. Oh my gosh. He got freaking tackled too. Yeah. I saw that hard. I saw that. And he was anticipating it too. He just, he just let it happen. Yes. Yes. All right. And last but not least, while we're still on the Super Bowl, we've got to talk the halftime show. So I asked you guys about the weekend beforehand because he had posted on his own Instagram on his grid, these pictures of his face looking wild. I mean, wild. It looked like he had implants in his cheeks. His lips were all puffed up. His nose was small. His jaw was chiseled and like the weekend is a very attractive man, but he has a round face like I do. And he came out looking like, I was like, what in the world is he doing? So I, I pulled you guys on Instagram. I said, do you think he's going to look like this? And I put that picture of him with all the plastic stuff on his face or this. And there was a picture of him doing a press conference in front of a Pepsi screen, um, for the super bowl. And he looked much better. Definitely not nearly as plastic, still a little smaller than natural, but a lot better than the plastic. You guys chose the second one. Um, I had a lot of questions about it. People like what in the world? I was like, go look at his Instagram. He did it to himself. So it clearly was a PR stunt and it worked because here we are talking about it after the Super Bowl. We were talking about it weeks before the Super Bowl, all about what his face was going to look like. And to be completely honest, Christine, I I watched the Super Bowl, but I was really just wanting to see his face. And I, I, every Super Bowl, whenever there's a halftime performer, I'm like, wow, I forgot they sing that song. And so that's what Michael and I were saying. We were like, we forgot how many songs that the weekend actually. I know. I know. So I really thoroughly enjoyed the actual songs, um, because I knew so many of them, but I, I didn't pay attention enough to know, like his art, the art story behind the whole thing. I was, and I okay. still don't know. I don't know the whole story, but I do know that it started with like all, whenever you become famous, you you know, whenever he walked through all the crazy memes that are going around about him, like going yes. inside this wall or this room full of lights and mirrors and um, all that stuff. It's because he was, it's starting out in Hollywood. And he said, okay. start out in Hollywood and there's lights and cameras in your face constantly. Okay. Know, yeah. Cameras just recording your every move and, and then you all the plastic surgery. That okay. So that's Hollywood. where the plastic surgery comes in. Got it. The, I can't feel my face song. And then the, what was the, the last song that he performed? Cause that's whenever he's remember. liberated, he's oh. liberated of all the rumors and you know, I, I don't remember what the last It's like was. he, he lived through all of it, but now like all of that is lifted off of his shoulders because he doesn't yeah. need it. Right. He doesn't exactly. want to He's... be about that life kind of thing. Okay. So, so we kind of like the stages, like the stages of, you know, Hollywood and fame and what comes along with that. So yep. it really was a cool story. 
I know a lot of people were disappointed in the halftime show itself, but I think if you actually looked into the story you and rewatched it, I think you'd be able to appreciate it a little bit more. Yeah. Okay. Well, I've got to look back and, and look into the story and see, I really enjoy just the performance in general and, yeah. you know, seeing his face a lot more natural than what he put it on his own Instagram. But yeah, <laughs> I, I did not follow the story in real time. And I definitely need to go back and do research. And we should say before we move on that Tom Brady won Super Bowl MVP. So while we're talking Super Bowl champions and MVPs, the NFL MVP from 2020 was Aaron Rodgers, Christine, but that's not what everybody's talking about. They're talking about the fact that during his acceptance speech, he just like randomly slid into his acceptance speech that he got engaged in 2020. Right. Like that was common knowledge. Everybody was like, wait, what? Like he has a girlfriend. Is he still with like, literally, let me walk you through my spaghetti bowl of a brain. (laughs) I was like, okay, is he still with Danica Patrick? No, they definitely broke up. And then I was like, is he dating Jessica Simpson? No, Sarah, that's dumb. That was Tony Romo. That was so long ago. She's had so many children since then. And then I was like, huh, I wonder who he's dating. What has his fiance like? What does she do? And then I was thinking, is his brother, are his brothers going to be invited to his wedding? And then oh if his my brothers gosh, are invited actually, to his wedding, they're, because they apparently don't get along, is the yeah. bachelor, whatever her name is going to be. I mean, I literally was like a total <laughs> scandal. So spoiler alert is if you guys already haven't heard Shaylee, what's her name, Christine? Shailene Woodley. She's the Divergent girl who's in all the Divergent movies. And then recently, if you guys watch- Big Little Lies, which is a great show. If you don't watch it, you really need to because it's really, really good. She plays in that one too. She's the younger, younger actress with the daughter or the son. Yes. So I recognized her face, but I honestly don't think I've ever watched any. I think I watched a show with her, not necessarily a movie. I didn't follow any of the divergent things, but I knew her, I knew who she was when I saw her face. I was just like, when you we posted the article about it, I was like, I don't I think know. Everybody was equally as shocked. Okay. I'm shocked, but like, is this cute or like, I would never see them together. I mean, even seeing them next to each other, it just doesn't seem like they look like they go together. Okay. I know, but I looked up their ages because I was like, what is the age gap here? So Shailene is 29 and Aaron Rodgers is only 37. So it's only an eight and eight year gap, but Aaron Rodgers, because of all of the football he's played, I mean, has really been through it. Okay. So he looks a little older. I couldn't, I couldn't believe that he was only 37. Yes. I know. Okay. That age gap's really not so bad, but now I'm even more surprised that he's only 37. I thought for sure he was in his mid forties. Yeah. So they're apparently engaged. I know nothing else. I don't think anybody else knows anything else, but everybody is onto them. We want to know more. We want to know what's going on. So as we hear, yes, we'll definitely update you guys. But speaking of accomplished quarterbacks with tons of MVPs under, under their belts, There were eight former NFL players that have been inducted into the NFL Hall of Fame. And among them are Peyton Manning, Charles Woodson, and Calvin Johnson. I I think if you don't like Peyton Manning, we can't be friends. Peyton Manning is just such a great human being. He's hysterical. He's one of the best of all time, obviously, which is why he's being inducted into the Hall of Fame. But I think this is a good time to kind of talk about the Hall of Fame, right? And it takes a long time for people to be inducted into the hall of fame. Yeah. So it's like, yeah. So it's like, um, there is a, a huge gap and it's like, 
you know, somebody major retires, right? And you think, okay, we're going to celebrate their career shortly thereafter, but it's not until five years later that the person is, can even be nominated to the NFL hall of fame. And, and the nominations are, you know, a fan can nominate you. Um, somebody from the committee can nominate you. A teammate can, can nominate you. Um, and there is a committee of, I want to say like 45 people at the hall of fame, and it is their job every year to take all of the nominations review them. And they go through the selection process and they basically just over the, you know, entire year, narrow down the list and they come up with the final list. And this year it's of eight people. And yes, Peyton Manning is wonderful. Yes. Charles Woodson is amazing. But Christine, did you see Calvin Johnson's, um, when they told him? Yeah. Oh my gosh. I I've been meaning to watch this video. Yes. Okay. So they told him, yeah, it's literally the sweetest thing because he said like, he left the game of football sour. He was like, I didn't know what I was going to do with my life. I really struggled with it. I didn't know where my next passion was going to be. He was like, I didn't even really have a team to cheer for. I just like, wasn't a big NFL fan. He said, so to see this come full circle and for me to be inducted into the NFL hall of fame, all I can tell, you know, the current players in the NFL is do the best that you can. There's going to be like good days. There's going to be hard days. There's going to be bad days. There's going to be days where, you know, people are ripping you to shreds and there are days where people are praising you. If you just stay consistent and do you things of like amazing work out happen and things. It was the sweetest thing. And I was trying to find the Peyton Manning. I think they surprised him whenever he was doing one of his Peyton's places filming and they, they had the whole thing on, but his speech was nowhere near what, what Calvin Johnson's was. So that well, is, I'm sure it was probably him trying to make it. He's such a goofball. Yes, I know. He is such a goofball. I love Peyton's places. It's hysterical, but it only happens once a year too. So it's not like people are inducted into the NFL hall of fame, like, you know, multiple times a year, it's just one time a year. And it's usually only five people. Um, so I was kind of surprised when I saw that there were eight people this year, but yes, the top three names that you guys would know are Peyton Manning, Charles Woodson and Calvin Johnson. But on Thursday, whenever this goes live, I'll do a little blurb on the story about all eight and where they played and what their stats were, just so you guys can see kind of what elite NFL Hall of Famers do. Right, because that's what they look for. You know, they're looking for the accomplishments of these players. They're looking for the Super Bowls that they've won, their stats, the best players in their positions. You know, that's what they look for whenever they determine these nominees for the Hall of Fame. So Yes, absolutely, absolutely. So we'll definitely highlight that. But last but not least, we must mourn the end of the NFL season. Oh my God. Can we just pause for a minute? Because I, okay. I just need to, I, we need to remember what uncertainty was at the very beginning of the football season. There was no preseason in 2020 COVID happened. We didn't even know that there was going to be a football season, Christine. So the fact that we have had a football season at all, let alone we're able to have, yes, there were COVID issues along the way, but we were able to have playoffs in the Super Bowl, and it's lasted as long as it's lasted. I'm just so grateful. I mean, I know I don't mean to get sappy because I'm definitely <laughs> sad 
that football is ending, but like, I'm so grateful to the NFL and to all the professional athletes that did their part in making sure that COVID did not get out of control. And yeah. it's really, was really all for the fans. It was all for us. So thank you to True. all the NFL players. Agreed, Sarah. I, I remember whenever there was talk, cause you know, a lot of the college football teams canceled a lot of their games because of yeah. COVID and the unknown. So there was so much unknown with the NFL. And I just, I was like, they cannot cancel football. It's, I going, know. it's what you look forward to in the fall and the winter, you know, every single Sunday. And I mean, there were sometimes remember when I, I think the, um, oh my gosh, the Steelers, the Steelers played the Washington football team on a Wednesday night. We had football yeah. on Tuesday night, Wednesday night, Thursday night. I Saturday. didn't mind. I love that. We had football. I mean, it was like three forty kickoff on a Wednesday. It was the weirdest thing ever, but guess what? They played, they made it work. And so before we mourn I definitely just want to say and a little appreciation for the NFL as a whole and all of the players so thank you thank you thank you I'm definitely looking forward to next season yeah and with that being said too I mean we did our who you got with the NFL games but since the NFL season is now coming to an end or is now come to an end I should say yes yes we are going to celebrate our new segment of picking our favorite NBA and NCAA basketball games and yes and NCAA for those of you that don't I think everybody knows but NBA is professional basketball NCAA is college football I mean college basketball college basketball so we know there are a lot of you who want to know about hockey but the kicker is so do we because (laughs) we was beside or apart from fighting, ice skating, and missing teeth, we really don't know a whole lot about hockey, but we will, I promise you, we will get somebody on here to teach you about hockey who knows more about it. And teach us about hockey because we know nothing about it either. I mean, literally we, okay. So we grew up in Charlotte. We've told you guys that a million times. And the only hockey team, I guess there was- are the checkers. I know Bobby <laughs> checker. Um, there's the one out of Raleigh, which is the, the hurricane Carolina hurricanes, but they weren't local to us. So we never really got into it. And our parents never really watched hockey either. So we would go to like, sometimes the checkers games, um, whenever they were free and we just, you know, they dance with chubby, the checker, who's the mascot, a big polar bear on like the ice and <laughs> we'd eat popcorn and dress warm, but like, it's not like, we really had any idea what was going on. So yes, we need to bring somebody on to tell us about hockey. But in the meantime, Christine, we're going to do NBA and NCAA. Yes. We're going to do NCAA and NBA uh, basketball games. And what games do we need to be looking out for this week? All right. So Friday, I mean, the great thing about basketball is you're pretty much going to have games going on like every single day. Constantly. That's right. That's right. So I picked a few games that are coming up this weekend. So on Friday, we have the Charlotte Hornets playing the Timberwolves at seven o'clock on Friday night. Who you got? Okay. So I'm a huge Hornets (laughs) fan. The Hornets this year are the most, I think I even read an article. I'm not just being biased and saying they're the most fun team in the NBA right now. I think there are other analysts out there that would back me up and say the same thing. Miles Bridges and LaMelo Ball's relationship, their connections on these alley-oops and these dunks are phenomenal. I think Miles Bridges had like five alley-oops from LaMelo Ball last game. I mean, it's insane to watch. I've not seen this 
fun of a basketball team out of the Charlotte Hornets in so long. And we're just consistent. We almost beat the Houston Rockets by 30 points. It was like 20 something points that we beat them by. We just look good. So, and to be honest, I don't really know much about the Timberwolves. So go Hornets. (laughs) I've got the Hornets winning. I have the Hornets too. I think LaMelo Ball and and, uh, Miles Bridges is just like you said, their, their connections together and their plays, they're just connecting on a whole different level. And I agree. I think they have been so much fun to watch. Yeah. So I've got the Hornets too. Okay, cool. So also, um, if you guys have get a chance to watch a Hornets game again, I'm biased, but Del Curry and Eric Collins are announcers. And if you are used to any other announcers, Eric Collins and Del Curry will be better than any other basketball game that you watch. Eric Collins, it has the funniest like one liners. Like he always says, like, how do you do? (laughs) It's just like the silliest thing. Um, I just don't even know. I can't think off the top of my head, different things that he says, but when him and Dell are together and they're announcing a game, it adds to the experience tenfold. So So much more fun. Yes. Do yourselves a favor and watch a Hornets game. All right. So Saturday night we have the, um, nets versus the warriors. And this is going to be a good one too, because Kevin Durant is playing against his old team. So Kevin Durant plays for the nets and there, and he used to play for the warriors, which is a big deal. So we got, Okay. So I think that, you know, we've got James Harden, Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, who are all playing for the nets and as amazing Steph Curry has, I mean, carried this warriors team on his back. Bless his sweet. He has game after game after game of crazy numbers of number of threes, crazy number of points. But I do think that the nets are going to come out on top and beat the warriors. I will be cheering for the warriors, but I'm picking the nets. I agree. I think the nets are just stacked. And I think that the Warriors, I think, have been doing pretty well considering, um, especially with Steph Curry carrying the team. But I don't think he can carry the team versus the Nets and their roster. They're just too good. Definitely. Um, On to the next one. So NCAA now. So this is going to be college basketball. We have on Saturday playing at noon, Louisville versus Virginia Tech. I already know uh, who you got. You already know, Christine. You I already, already know. know who you're going to choose. Virginia, and I'm just going to do a little bit of explaining because for those of you that don't know, I went to Virginia Tech and I bleed maroon and orange and it's kind of crazy and psycho. But anyway, I... <laughs> Um, Virginia tech and Louisville have played each other one other time this season. And it was a very close game, but Louisville ended up winning. So Virginia tech's out for blood this time, not to mention we're ranked number 18 now. And so we're going to destroy Louisville. Oh, you, you think you're going to destroy them? Yeah. You like that verb destroy. I think, I think Louisville's going to be sneaky on this one. So Louisville's not even ranked. And like Sarah said, Virginia tech is ranked 18, but I'm going to go with the underdog here and say Louisville is going to win this one because they've been doing pretty well. I will be cheering for Virginia Tech, but I think that Louisville is going to sneak up and, and get that. Boo. Boo. <laughs> All right. Last but not least, what, what's the last game? Um, so Oklahoma versus West Virginia and Oklahoma is ranked 12 and West Virginia is ranked 14. So this is going to be a really good game. I think West Virginia is going to pull off an upset. It's not a big upset. I think it's going to be a close game, but I think West Virginia is going to take this one on top. I think Oklahoma is going to win. They've been playing <gasps> wow. Really well. Why are we so polar opposite on everything? I know. I Oklahoma's just been playing really well. I think they're going to, I think they're going to win. So 
that is it for week 18 episode 18 of it sports this thank you guys per usual for tuning in make sure you subscribe to the podcast and follow us on instagram and we'll see you next week bye